Blog Talk Radio.
are given the right to use Pastor Shirley Troy Thomas music. So again, please share the video. Um, if you are new, we welcome you. If you are a faithful listener, viewer, we welcome you back to our Monday night uh, service. We're just waiting on you all to get your pads, pencils, Bibles, notebooks, ready for to do what God has told you to do as far as writing down stuff, ready for you to share the video, to be a part of a listening audience. We're just so happy to know that uh, God is still God. He doesn't change. We change, but God doesn't change. God is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. Just remember that. When you are in a place and you need to be before God and you need to be in a place where you need God, don't wait till you need him to call on. You know, I hear people all the time say, how can God let this happen? How can God do this? You know, but I have a question that a lot of times we can't, uh, I'm sorry, I was trying to see what Mother Tony had texted me. She said something. Let me see what she's saying. She said, um, hmm, I don't see it on here. She said something. I guess she'll text me back in a moment. Can you all hear me? If you can hear me, please um, let me know that you can hear. If you are on um, Blog Talk Radio, please let me know if you can hear. If you're on Facebook, please give me some thumbs up. Let me know you can hear because I don't know. We can hear on Blog Talk. Thank you so much. So I just want you all to know that I hear people, I heard, I've heard people say, and I've had someone ask me, how can God let this happen? Okay, my thing is don't invite God in when you need him. If you, you get a relationship with God before anything happens and you're praying, you know prayer changes things. It really does. So I'm going to check real quick to see if Mother Tony and Minister Ron is on the line. Are you on the line, uh, Minister Ron and Mother Tony? Okay. I'm just waiting to see what God is saying. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, Ron and I. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, go ahead, Tony. We're we're in two different places, um, Minister Kaiser. Uh, I'm in uh, Maryland, and Ron's in Dallas. And I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to send. I thought I sent you the text message, but I see I did not, so we didn't get it. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. I, I sent it now, but it's too late. So, okay, uh, just to let you know. Okay, well, so, we know uh, God works no matter where you're at. He's a God of this world, not just this earth. So we're going to uh, go on and, and hand the program over to you all so that you all can do what you uh, are assigned to do tonight to lift us up and encourage us and give us instructions on God's will. Okay. Ron? I'm here. 
Okay, you ready to get us started? Of course. Okay. I'd just like to start things by saying, even though we're in two places, two different places, that God is everywhere. Yes. <laughs> well, that is irrespective of the fact of where we are, because <clears throat> he is here with us. Yes, yeah. he is. No matter where. Amen. So you want to tell them what we're going to do tonight, Tony? Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to pray, but we, we'll pray. Um, okay, well, uh, let me let me open in prayer then. Okay. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, just to thank you. Thank you for this gathering of saints. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to be able to talk about family and marriage, oh, Lord, and share the information that we know, and also for the audience to share the information they have, too. This will be a, a, a an open discussion here this evening, Lord. And Tony will give will give us the instructions about that, Lord. We just pray that your spirit dwell amongst us and is evenly distributed amongst us, too. We ask and we give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Thanks. We are so glad to be here together and yet apart. <laughs> we thank you for just the opportunity to come and, and uh and and teach and share tonight, and it's going to be more sharing. Ron and I are uh, just, we just celebrated our 49th year of marriage, and we wanted to spend some time, yeah, yeah, in reflection of these 49 years and to talk about how um, God has affected our, our life in different ways. So, uh, we have a series of questions that we're going to ask one another, and then uh, we'll get to a place where we'll invite you in to either ask questions or to add to your life experiences, because we know that uh, after you've been in a relationship, uh, it is, you have lots, we have lots of experiences that are probably similar to some that others have had. So we want to really just talk about some reflections of our 49th year in uh, uh, together and, and to see how the Lord has just uh, knitted things together for us. So uh, I'm going to ask Ron a question, and, and then we're both going to answer this question. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we'll see. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. What is your favorite scripture as it pertains to our marriage, Ron, and why? Oh, the scripture I like the most uh-huh. is Genesis 2.24. Oh, mm. I have to find that. Let me find that. Let me find that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm Did sorry. You want... This, oh, this I is see tough, that. though. <laughs> I, <laughs> so far, see I know it's sort of tough when we're not together. <laughs> Genesis uh, uh, two twenty four. Um, so I thought I had that up here, but I'll have to. 
I got it up here. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's a scripture we all know. She, she said she got it, though. Did you hear, Re- did you hear Renee? Uh, yeah, Ron, Renee said she has it. Uh, Renee, read that to us. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Hmm. He it. said cleave. 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 That's right. Believe in me. And so I would, I, I would say that's, that, that's my favorite scripture as it pertains to marriage because uh, that's the best way to live in it. Yeah. Make sure that, uh, you know, you are leaving the vestiges of your father and your mother and you join and become one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Amen. 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 Okay. So, Tony, what's your favorite? And my favorite is First Corinthians seven and twelve. Oh yeah, I like that one. But that's my favorite. Let me go. But. But to the rest, I, not the Lord, says, if any brother has a wife who doesn't believe and she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. And the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children will not will be unclean, but now they are holy. That's it. And I I really embrace that scripture because I think it's one of those hallmarks in our marriage. Uh, As it is. After uh, we got married, uh, I really went. I I really went back to the Lord, and and that was um, a blessing to our family, and it allowed God to really start to weave His His story into our history, and so uh, I can remember um, first getting saved and Ron sort of struggled with me having made that change. And little by little, though, the Lord wooed him into uh, into his arms. And I just can remember when we were going through that, I would tell the Lord about all the stuff Ron was doing and he was saying and how he was acting. And the Lord would say, Tony, I got him. I want your whole heart. I want your whole mind. I want your whole soul. So it made me stop and think. I prayed 16 years for Ron to come to Christ. Mm -hmm. But as I said that, it made me realize it maybe it was 16 years before I gave my total self to the Lord. Look at that. Look at that. And so so, uh, I really look at that verse as being really one of the hallmarks in one of my favorite verses as it pertains to uh, 
as it pertains to our marriage. Okay. Is First uh, Corinthians seven and twelve. All right, Okay, Ron. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, uh-huh. Tony. Uh huh. How have you seen God's hand in our relationship? I think you gave us a little preview today. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that uh, I really saw God's hand. I mean, all over and over and over, but. Before we moved to Texas and uh, before uh, you uh, separated from the Air Force, I can remember God just putting me in a posture of prayer and fasting. And I I spent a lot of time on, on the altar the year that we moved here in 19, and well, moved to Texas in 1986. And God told me we were going to move, and I just boohooed and cried. I said, but I don't want to move. I'm tired of moving. I want to be in one place. And uh, <laughs> and God was saying, you're going to move. And I said, Lord, I, I just don't, I, I just can't. I just can't see myself moving anymore. And uh, that's when Philippians 4 and 19 became probably the scripture that I leaned on at that time. And it says, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I just spent some time just trying to figure out what the Lord was doing. And he was leading us to Texas, but we didn't know that. I didn't know that. So what I did was I wrote the Lord a letter. I wrote him a letter, and I said, Lord, these are the things that I would love for you to do, making my request known to him. I wrote it down. I wrote down that I wanted a place to live. At the time, we had... Ron had come to Texas. Uh, his best friend lived here, and uh, he came back with a um, a, floor, a floor plan for a house. So I put it on the wall in our bedroom, and then I told the Lord, "I, I we needed employment, Lord, and and we needed a, a, a neighborhood to raise our children in." Mm-hmm. And we needed a place, Lord, where my husband could come and that his soul would be saved. And I wrote the Lord a letter. It was like two pages. I'll never forget uh, Bishop uh, Stewart's wife. She would say, baby, if you want something from God, just sit down. He's a good father. He'll listen. So I wrote those things down. And I'm telling you. He's a good father. He listened. <laughs> and so uh, I didn't know that, um, exactly how he was going to work things out, but he did. He um, he provided us with uh, a home, the home we're living in right now. was on our wall in, in, in California. He provided us both with em- employment. Uh, he provided us with schools for the kids to go to, a nice neighborhood. It's been a blessing. 
And so I would say that God's handiwork in our relationship was really providing for us when when we didn't know what we were go what the next steps were going to be in our lives. Right. Amen. 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 Could I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a free for If you say you wrote a letter, before we started the um, radio ministry, I was talking on Blog Talk. So can I say you invited God in before you needed him, correct? Mm. Uh, well, I, I did. I I'm talking about with the two-page letter. You invited him in to lead and guide you. Oh, yes. Uh-huh, yes. So yes. you didn't wait till you I got did. to Texas. You put your requests up beforehand. Beforehand, I'm yes. Because okay, I didn't know we were coming to Texas. I didn't know where we were going. But because you already yes. had a relationship with him, you yes. were able to put your requests up before him, and he performed that which you asked him. Amen. Amen. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. So you can wait until you got in it. You asked before it happened. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Trust, Thank you, Lord. Trusting Thank him you. in it, knowing that he ordered he ordered our footsteps. Amen. That's it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. For the, for, so what about you, Ron? How have you <laughs> seen God's hand in our relationship? Well, you kind of... Uh, I gave a preview of that because, um, you know, you talk about how you how, um, you led me to Christ, and I want people to understand that there, you, you weren't preaching to me every day mm. and pointing your finger and telling me you're doing this, you're doing that, so on, so on. You ought to be such and such and such and such. You know, that's, <laughs> that's not what happened. That's not what happened. You know, it, it was you led the Christian life. You made it look so appealing that mm. I couldn't help but be convinced of the power of, of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm. And, you know, and there's scriptural basis for that because as uh, Paul was telling the church at Corinth, mm-hmm. in the 13th chapter, the third verse, I will give you all the proof you want that Christ speaks through me. <laughs> mm. And where is that again? Christ, I'm speaking to you. Second Corinthians thirteen three. Mm. Christ is not weak when He deals with you powerfully. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that, that's that's what it was. And, and, and you know, I might even say a little more about that later. <laughs> give some examples, but that's how God had His hand in this relationship. He kept His hand mm. on her. And I got to watch how he was moving her around. Mm. <laughs> I say I, I want some of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now mm. for those of you who think that I might be some kind of no. Crazy no. man, because uh, there, there are many of you um, who are saved and have been saved for a long time, and there just wasn't anything other than the walk of Christ. You know, 
But it wasn't like that for me because I came up in a cult. My mother raised me in the Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of interesting because um, although we read the scripture, I read the Bible from cover to cover several times in China. And there were just too many inconsistencies in what they were preaching and what that mm-hmm. Bible said. You know? And it just, it, it just, it, it just uh, turned me into some kind of real skeptic about scripture. So I, um, I, uh, uh, graduated from high school on a Wednesday night and I moved out of my parents' home at Thursday morning. Mm. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, there was, it, it's kind of strange because I, I, I believe in what the Bible says, uh, the words of it. And so, you know, I knew I had to be respectful of my parents and I did. I loved them and I respected them and I was nowhere in the world I was going to be uh, disobedient in their household, but you know, I grew up pretty quickly overnight. And uh, when I got out there, it was tough for me to reconcile with uh, what it was tough for me to understand what what salvation was because they don't teach it in the in the witnesses. They don't teach right. salvation. They don't teach the deity of Christ. So, but uh, just to let you know that uh, Tony brought me a long way by precept and example. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm. That is um, such a uh, thank you, Ron. But such mm-hmm. a blessing to know that that it's important how we live. And my mom used to say this, and I and and she said, when you are saved, and you and your husband is seeking or you're seeking the salvation of your husband. You you have to be saved and and you don't have to say anything. You live it. Right now. You live it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not look and I'm far from perfect. So I know there's a whole I I made a bunch of mistakes. But I thank the Lord for uh just uh you know how it says that I uh, love hide the multitude of faults. <laughs> I that. Mm. <laughs> that he didn't, that he, that Ron didn't see it all, uh, and I know that there's times that uh, I I had to repent and say I was sorry, but it was all in it was all in love because God just brought us a long way. He loves a long way, and I'm blessed because I have a teachable. My husband has a teachable spirit. He loves the Lord, so he has a teachable spirit, and he's a good man. Look, cray cray, but he's a good man. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to admit it, otherwise, it'll come get me. <laughs> uh, Ron, Ron, what, um, what, has, what has been the most memorable moment, just one or two, of our marriage to you? <laughs> what? I, well, hmm. There's just no, no. too much, uh, but I'll tell you. Um, the, I, I would say that the birth of our children, <laughs> and uh, all three of our children uh, were born under different circumstances. Fortunately, they were born pretty close to the same geographical location, but each of them had a different story uh, about their birth, and uh, that's interesting. I mean, that's a story. Those are stories to be told at another time. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, the, the actual birth of them and the rearing of them. <laughs> and uh, that, 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 and that's the thing about it because, and I'll tell you something, I am so glad mm-hmm. that my children were born when they were born. Mm-hmm. And uh, let, let, let me, let me, let me do this. Let me do this. We're, we're uh, 49 years into our marriage. You know, mm-hmm. and, and we're living for our, our, our diamond anniversary. So, uh, well, we're going to get past the goal next year. <laughs> we're, looking for, we're looking for the 75th. <laughs> the nine years of our lives. But um, the, the reason I mentioned that is because I, I like those numbers. 49 is really a perfect number because it's a square of seven. And seven is the perfect number. Seven mm-hmm. times seven is 49. Now you tell Tony, so kiss me, baby. Because <laughs> 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 you are all mine. <laughs> but uh, if you look back and we look at the, uh, if I was to celebrate the seventh year of our marriage, it was mm-hmm. 1981. Okay, and we had had all our children then. Because our daughter, mm-hmm. our youngest child, was born in 1980. So the die was cut. You know? And from then on, it wasn't childbirth, it was child rearing. Mm-hmm. And the reason I said that I'm so glad that we had our kids then, because I could not imagine trying to raise a child in this world today. Mm-hmm. There are just too many conflicting influences that don't have nothing to do with God. I mean, you know, everything is walking them in the opposite direction of what God has planned for them. The reason that he created them. (laughs) But still, it was a a difficult time. Um, The thing that uh, I think that if if, if your words aren't working with your kids, just turn to the word of God. Mm. Whether your kids blatantly ignore your instruction, melt down at nap time, or throw <laughs> fits over their homework before you write a new script to speak to your kids, open the scripture and let mm. God speak to you. A lot of word of God to renew your mind and your resolve and ultimately transform the words you speak within your home. Remember Proverbs twenty two six. Everybody knows this one. And we say it over and over again. Train up a child, a child in the way, in the yeah, way, in the the way he should go. And when he gets old, he will not he will depart not from it. I'll pray the Lord. <laughs> so my memorable moments are really, you know, the, the birth and the rearing of the children. It was one continuous moment and quiet as death. It still continues to be. <laughs> they never go away. Hmm. All my kids in their forties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's funny, Ron, so, because we. So funny. What's the answer Well, you know, now we we uh, answered these questions separately, y'all. So we weren't together writing answers or praying. We prayed, but we didn't write our answers. We did them separately. I said one of my some of my most memorable um, memorable moments has been watching Ron interact with his children. 
And uh, in in particular, the very first time, uh, you should have seen Ron's face when he saw his son, James. He was elated. He was so excited. And uh, and Ron would come home from uh, work, and I would say he has the same, that he was drilling holes in the sky. Uh, when he was in the Air Force, and uh, he would he would come home, take off his uniform, sometimes get a shower, and then he would pick his son up and lay him on his chest. And they would he would just sit there, and he would have such a a pleasant and joyous look on his face. Because he just loved his children. And it made me think about how Christ loves us. And there would be nothing that child could do. If he threw up on him, he didn't care, he would go change his shirt and come back. He Ron would change his diaper and he would get wet and he would play and he would come back. There was nothing, especially that firstborn would do. He was just so proud to be a father, and he just loved his children. And it was just something to watch him. Uh, he was teaching Sydney how to ride the bicycle, and he would uh, run next to her and, and hold the back of the bike, and after a while, he would let go. And uh, she started, she didn't realize he wasn't back there, and she looked back, and she got a little shaky, but then she was all right because he had lifted up the training wheel. And all of a sudden, she just whizzing by the house. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I No, I got the hang of it. That's what I got the hang of it, Daddy. I got the hang of it. And he was just, he would rejoice as much as the kids did and the different things that they would do. And so I think some of the most memorable moments of our marriage has been watching how a father's love for his children goes and and just supports them in every way. And like you said, we're still doing that now, all these 40-year-olds. And, uh, you know, um, everybody is, uh, everybody's grown, but nobody's married, so we don't have any grandchildren from our children, but we have bunches of grandchildren from other people <laughs> who uh, – who we uh, freely adopt. So, uh, but that that has been, I would say, some of my most memorable moments in in our marriage. Ron, okay. we're on the same page mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, ooh, boy. Okay, Tony. What are some of the most difficult moments of our marriage? Hmm. There's a couple that come to mind. I think. Mm. The, talking about kids, the birth of our second son, George. And George came about three months early. And and I think that that was, not so much it put us, it was a challenge to our marriage. Y'all, George was born... He was a preemie, and um, 
we never really, I never got a chance to hear George cry. He was born, and then they transported him to the first neonatal care unit in uh, California in Loma Linda. Mm-hmm. You could tell he was crying, but you couldn't hear him. Mm-mm. And they said, Mom, we don't know if he's going to make it or not. Mm. And all I could do was cry out to God. Yeah. And at the time, we were going to uh, St. John Church of God in Christ, and Pastor Tribble and his wife were such a support to our family. And they would come to the hospital, and I would call Mom. Mom would call me, and we would pray. We would say, but I'll never forget that first time I went to the hospital, and Ron was there for George's birth, but then he had to go uh, on um, on on a, a, a mission. He had to go on a mission, and so it was just me and 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 uh, James and uh, Sister Carter would take James, and I would go to the hospital. And and George just wasn't doing well, y'all. He was they, he he had all kinds of ailments. He was jaundiced. They kept saying every time I would come, they said, "Mother, don't get your hopes up. He he might not make it." And I was like, "No, uh, uh-uh. uh. The Lord didn't tell me that. He didn't tell me that." And I would fast and I would pray and I would cry out to God. And uh, George was maybe. Seven days. Oh, seven days. It was seven days, and they told us that we could uh, the the pastor could come and give him his last rites or whatever. So Pastor Tribble went inside of the nursery, and Mother Tribble and I stood outside the nursery, and we grabbed hands and we prayed, and Pastor Tribble prayed. And then the people were saying, we're so sorry. I said, y'all have nothing to be sorry for. God, I said, prayer changes things. And that's all I could say, y'all. I couldn't really talk. I could only just express just that prayer changes things. Yeah. And we prayed. And seven days later, there were a series of things that went on during those seven days. Seven days later. George was doing 100% better, and the, the little doctor that was over him said, I, it's like a miracle. I said, remember, prayer changes things, son. Prayer changes things. Amen. There's that number seven again. Mm-hmm. And so now George was in the hospital. He came home on his due date in December. He was born uh, September 28th. And uh, it was just something to watch how God worked things out. Ron called. He said George was the size of a, a, a chicken. He was. He wasn't that. He was one pound, and I think it was maybe four he ounces. He wasn't. He wasn't quite two pounds. He wasn't. He wasn't the quite size of a small pounds. of a small fry. Dress fry. And then he lost. He lost weight. Because, you know, when babies are born, then they lose weight. So he lost weight, so it wasn't, he didn't stay that weight. And then he started gaining weight. I nursed, 
I, I would uh, talk and bring the milk there so they could feed him. Uh, and they were feeding him through a tube because he couldn't. He, it was just so many things going wrong. But to say that, to say now George is 45, will be 46 his birthday. All right. God delivered. So that scripture where it says in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, became a life scripture for me. That uh, to be anxious for nothing. But through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses man's understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. And so I would say that that is what God did for us as we uh, had to get through that difficult moment. What do you say, Ron? Whoa. Well, gosh, you know, our early part of our lives seems to really be revolved around our kids. Mm-hmm. We were very fortunate because we both had parents who exemplified the belief of mm-hmm. marriage for life. Right. So when we got into it, that was our plan. This was it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we're going to be with each other until one of us walked the other one to the grave. To the grave, right? That's it. And so, I mean, I say that because fortunately our moments weren't marriage threatening. No. So they were relationship straining. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I, I, I'm still amazed at how Tony put up with me um, as she was leading me to Christ by her example. Of being a Christian wife, our focus in our early years of marriage, as I said, were on our children and career building because mm-hmm. we both worked. You know, we came up when uh, in the era where Ronald Reagan was the president, and uh, he broke the union's back, so it made it necessary for both members of the household to go to work. Right. Uh, because our uh, children outnumbered us, we have three, like we said. And there's only two of us. Ensuring they got the attention and discipline they needed, we continued to advance in our careers. And it was quite a task, particularly in the early years when we weren't evenly yoked. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what this Christ thing was all about. <laughs> uh, one of the difficulties we had, and I don't know how Tony put up with this. We live in California, and, you know, football starts at 9.30 a.m. in California. And that's just about the time that Sunday school was ending and church service was starting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so they're out of the house at 8 o'clock. And <laughs> I said, I'm not going nowhere. We got kickoff here in another hour. So, <laughs> like I said, I don't know how she put up with that. But, you know, there's... They're, they're, uh, that's another story. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess I need to, to save that for another time on blog talk. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. Tony, what advice would you... Let me see. Would you give to 
young women who are looking to marry? Mm. I would tell them to delight in the Lord. I would go to Psalms 1, 2, and 3, and I would tell them to first get to know God. Put him first. Let him be the first love in your life. Delight in him and meditate in his word both day and night. Yeah. So you can bring forth fruit in due season. Mm. And that fruit could be marriage. It, it could be missionary work. It, it could be a job. It could be a degree. It could be anything. It goes along with the the, um, the scriptures that supports this ministry. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. Many women today think that they have to go find a husband. That's not what the oh. scripture says. It says, it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And obtain favor from the Lord. Uh, Proverbs 18 and 22. So I would tell a woman who is seeking, who would desire to get married, to really seek God's faith. Because when you do that, he's going to line your life up. He's going to give you favor. And he's going to put that, that right man in the path to find you. That's it. And that's not what this world is saying now. Mm-mm. That's not even what even some of the people in the church are saying now, but that's what the scriptures say. That's what I would say to any woman seeking marriage. So, Ron, what would you say to a man who's seeking to, look, to be married? Well, I would do the same thing you would do as uh, as far as the women are concerned to make sure they develop a deep and abiding relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, I said that um, I left the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses because I wasn't going for it. And I was uh, kind of disappointed in in what was going on as far as religion and and relationship with God is concerned. Mm -hmm. But even through all that time, God had his hand on me. Yes, he did. I mean, there was a time uh, when I was uh, a young man. I think I was about uh, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I was uh, swimming in a lake, and I got a leg cramp. Mm. It looked like I was going down. Mm-hmm. It looked like I was mm-hmm. going down. Mm-hmm. And God just pulled me from the water. And don't forget, hmm. God works through, through man. Uh, there was oh, a yeah. fellow that um, that saw me, mm-hmm. and uh, the lifeguard. And what he did is he um, he came and he got under me and just pushed me to the surface. Hmm. You know, and I would catch my breath, catch my breath, and he would let me mm-hmm. go so he could come up and get his breath. You know, mm. and so and then he would get his he would get away from me. You know. And he would come back up under me and push me up again. Um, and there was a boat that saw the struggle. And they uh, mm-hmm. they drove over there, and they, and they uh, pulled up next to us and, and pulled us out the water. So, you know, it's a mm-hmm. dag part. It was a day I was slated to be a, a fatality. But uh, mm-hmm. like I said, Lord, we were working with him. He just put, picked me up out the, uh, out the water. 
I asked the guy how come he would push me up and then get away from me. Mm-hmm. He said because of his experience, uh, if he had been closer to me, if he had gotten close to me, you know, as my mm-hmm. lover, that I would have grabbed him and just held uh-huh. on. He would be able to use his arms and legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so after, after a couple of times of doing it, I got used to breathing and trying to right. tread water. I was right. able to do this. And uh, saw the boat coming, and we came. So I said that to just you know, that the Lord had his hand on me. And you have to believe that the Lord will have his hand on you. Now, the thing that a man wants to do, first of all, have a relationship with God. You know, mm-hmm. if it was the one thing I would do different in life, I would search for that relationship with God um, as early in my life as possible. Yeah. Um, the other thing is make sure that you read, if you, when you start looking for a way, read the 31st chapter of Proverbs and find out what a godly woman is. Okay? Mm. Look at that description of a godly woman okay? and write down your list of what you want your woman to be, the mm. woman that you are going to be looking for. Okay? All the things you want. Be very exhaustive with this list. Mm-hmm. Submit this list to memory, study it, and then do what it takes for you to become the man that's worthy of that woman. Well, well, and that's that's my advice to uh, any young man who's looking for a wife. Well, I think we done talked up the whole hour reflecting on 49 oh, years. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I so enjoyed it's in your hands. Well, it's in your hands. We're going to con- continue this discussion next year after our 50th anniversary. <laughs> Ron, what chapter you said that was? Uh, Proverbs what? The thirty-first chapter. Proverbs. Well, they, can read, they can read all thirty-one verses. They may have That's right. They may need to. Huh? I, I think. I thank God for the ministry on tonight because. I just thank God. I, I, there were some things I had said before the service started, but mm-hmm. two of the things I said, one was don't wait till you need God to have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And I heard you say that. And the other was prayer changes things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thank God. I thank God for <laughs> confirmation that mm-hmm. even when our listeners listen in, they can hear that, we truly tell you that prayer changes things. Mm-hmm. It's not something we heard. It's something we learned. It's something we know. It's something we live. A lot of our lives are products of prayer changing things. Come on. Because Come on. no matter what they said, I always say, God, what do you say? We mm-hmm. learned that from our parents. And our mm-hmm. parents learned that from their parents. Don't worry about what they say. Ask God, what do you say? And then mm. follow the instructions that God gives you concerning that issue, that matter, or that situation. Have a relationship with God first. 
God, I thank you for tonight's lesson. Amen. Yeah. Um, all I'm going to say is the lines are open. If anyone has anything to say, please say it at this time because it was some good, it was some meat on tonight. It was a, we started out with a little milk, but we ended up with some meat on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord. Hey, man, this is Cecilia. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for teaching us on the biblical marriage. And I wanted to know, I know we can't do it tonight, but in America we have three types of marriages. We have the biblical Mm -hmm. marriage, we have the contract marriage, and we have the common law marriage. And I think from what I've seen, many people steer away from, at least modernly, they're steering away from the biblical marriage and going more for the common law marriage and in the military, the contract marriage. And so I was just wondering if sometime in the future, um, if you, after you all pray about it, if you could touch on the various types of marriages, because common law is uh, approved by most of the uh, states and cities. And so it is something that's, of the land, it's not of God, but it's of the right, land. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We've got a, we've got a lot to say on this. Yeah. Good. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Great, great, great presentation tonight. I loved it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. That's going to help a lot of us, myself included. Uh, is there anyone else that would like to have comments on tonight? Good evening, saints. I just want to say the Montgomery come, came across again <laughs> with uh, thoughtful questions and challenging uh, concepts for us to consider because there's always something you can know and learn about the word. Thank you very much. God bless you both. Thank you. Thank you, you Margo. Yes, Minister Margo, thank you so much. Amen. Is there anyone else? Mama. Okay, we want to thank everybody for tuning in on tonight. I, um... I'm just excited about what was said on tonight. Uh, when you can stop and look and think about what was done, it, it wasn't just about uh, the conversation of the best times, the good times. It was conversations about the difficult times. It was conversations about when you love God and you you can write down. God in his word said, Make the vision plain. Write it down. He teaches us that. When we can go to God and say, God, this is what I want, and God performs that. And when you live your life in front of the person that you are praying about, that man says she didn't preach to him. She wasn't hollering at him. She wasn't nagging at him. He says she lived the life before him, and that made him say, I want some of that. 
Mm. That's powerful. If you heard nothing else, did you hear that man say his wife lived a life before him that made him say, I want some of that? When you can live, I'm going to say this to be funny, but I'm going to say this to let, let you all know the power of it. When you live your life so you make a man change his religion. <laughs> mm. my, my. I'm just telling you, mm. don't tell me what prayer don't do. Don't tell me how prayer don't change his thing. When you live right before someone, the word, Genesis to Revelation, and you apply it to your life, you make someone say, I want some of that. It's When they see what they see growing up, and then they see that the evidence of it from living a life where they're at, and they say, yes, I want some of that. When he said, I know God had his hand on my life way before, because he had somebody pushing him up out the water. Come on. Now, I hope if you all didn't hear it, maybe you might have been getting some water, opening the door, or sending off a text. Maybe you can go back and revisit this series on tonight, because this was a serious series because it has so many that you can look at. And I'm thanking God for the next fourth Monday coming up, because I know that's going to be something that's going to lead us to what God is doing in our lives. Because we heard from a couple that just celebrated 40 years of marriage. And I heard Mother Tony, I mean 49, I'm sorry, I heard Mother Tony (laughs) say it out of her voice when she said it. I'm excited to say this. And I heard him agree with her. They said it with some, did you hear the happiness in their voice? She didn't say, well, we celebrated 49 years of marriage. She said, we just celebrated 49 years of marriage. Praise <laughs> God. She didn't say we were married. She said marriage. And then the man of God said he's looking forward to that 75th. Y'all, y'all better understand, some numbers was given out here tonight, and it wasn't no little numbers. <laughs> Some of us won't even take seven or five minutes to do something, but he said 75 years. Mm. Mm. Could you imagine somebody wanting to be with you, wanting to see you, and when they see you, they still see you as the person they saw 49 years ago? Mm. Mm. The beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And when that that man or that woman gets that beauty of you and everything you've done with them, they're living each day as... I'm continually loving, wanting, and willing to be with my spouse. Y'all better hear, y'all better hear that. Don't just want a husband because you want a man with some slack. You can get a man with some slack, but you better be ready with what come on with it. She said she wrote a letter and told God what she wanted. The house, the job, the place to build for her children to go to school, safety. You better write the vision and plan. Don't put no ifs, don't put no us, and don't put what what if. Put in there, God, this is what I want. As well as he wanted, she wanted, then you all become one. The man of God said, the scripture says, cleave and leave, and they become one. I hope y'all didn't miss that. I hope y'all didn't miss that. I'm going to ask you one more time before I close it out. Is there anyone that would like to give any comments on tonight's lesson? Mm. 
Okay, we thank you all for tuning in. This is Smile 3D, mm-hmm. Iron Shopping Iron Ministries, Blog Talk Radio, as well as this Facebook Live. We are so happy for what God had presented to us on tonight. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I thank God for Minister Ron Montgomery and Mother Tony Montgomery presenting the happiness of biblical marriage when your life can lead up to being happy with one another. I thank God mm-hmm. for everything he's taught us on tonight and that we can sit back and, and just constantly think about what was said, look over our notes, come back and look at this in the archives, on, uh, hear it in the archives on Blog Talk as well as view it on replay on Facebook Live. Thank you all for joining in this Monday night. We will be back next Monday night. It is from 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be back next Monday. Um, we will also be back and um, Friday. This Friday. will be my Friday to uh, minister for... Blog Talk Radio, Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron. We're just letting God have his way. That's at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we will also be here Sunday mornings with our very own Apostle-elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. That will be at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. I want you all to be excited about the Lord, excited about what God is doing, stay focused, stay on on assignment, stay before God, because if you stay before God, you can't go wrong. Know that God is God every day. Don't just think he's just God on some days, but he's God every day. And if you just look forward to being used by God, God will definitely use you. He will definitely have an assignment for you. You just have to put t- put the time in to ask him for what he what he wants from you. Just go yeah. on and just do, just go on and do that. Ask him what he wants, and then just know that God is God. Uh, Mother Tony, Minister Ron, yes. do you all want to pray us out or give us any last words before we end the service on tonight? Mm-hmm. I just want to thank you for this. Uh, this format for us to be able to express our Christian point of view and um, yeah. the uh, the three types of marriages that were mentioned. The biblical marriage is the covenantal marriage. Now remember the covenant that God continued to offer the children of Israel uh, yeah. down from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament and he kept a covenantal relationship with them no matter what so it's not about a contract something that expires it's not about uh, oh yeah well we'll stick around here if we like it (laughs) we know that love is a a verb it's not a feeling what you do because a lot of times there are things you just don't feel like doing. 
but because you made that commitment and made yeah. to love the woman. And the scripture tells man. That's that's interesting because didn't have to tell the woman to love her husband. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell her she had to respect him. Mm-hmm. But he had to tell the man you have to love that woman. And remember that love is a verb. It's yeah. a verb. It's an active verb. That's all I have to say. I think Tony, you're gonna pray us out of here. I'll pray us out. So the heavenly Father, Lord the God, we, we come and we thank you, Lord God, for this ministry that allows you, Lord, to to teach us and and to to spend time, Lord God, seeking out your face and understanding the your your character, that it might bring us, Lord, closer to you. We thank you, Lord God, for uh, this. Uh, for Minister Kaiser and for uh, Apostle Elect. We, we thank you, Lord God, for how you have just put in their hearts the work to do, Lord, for kingdom building. So we just ask that you bless. Bless all those that are listening, all those that will get to listen, Lord God. We just ask that, that they might hear a word, Lord, that will help them see what it looks like when you are in the middle of a marriage. And, Lord, we're not perfect, but we thank you, Lord God, for all that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, for these 49 years, Lord, and, and, and for what you have done in our, in our hearts and in our minds to love one another but also love you the more. We just ask, God, that you bless all that are listening, those that are struggling in their marriage. God, we ask, Lord, that you uh, give them hope that they will know that in you all things are possible. Those, Lord God, that are seeking divorce, we ask, Lord, that you just break that yoke of Satan that is, and that, that target that he has on that marriage, Lord God, and we ask that you restore according to your word. Yes, Those that yes. are seeking to get married and, and, and newlyweds, that they listen, that they might understand the commitment that they are making to each other, but their commitment that they're making to you and that, when and that is not a bound a bond that can be easily broken. And so God, we just ask that that all that listen that they will hear and know that you are a faithful God, you're a just God, but you don't play. And you expect them to live out the truth of your word. We just thank you for this time in your presence and we'll be careful to give your name praise. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We love you all with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. Get a relationship with God. Stay focused. Stay prayerful. And remember, prayer changes things. Amen. Amen. Good night. Amen. Amen. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank y'all so much. Yes. Good night, Facebook. Thank you for joining us.